bang. Shot you dead. In the head. This bitch, this little queen over here was doing her Rachel from Glee vocal warm-ups before we started this. She was fully going la-da-da-dee-da-da-do. Uh, if you knew what you knew, you would have known that that was from Sister Act 2. Oh, Glee? Shut up, Fucking faggot. Glee. Be quiet. No one has seen Sister Act 2 unless you are, like, fully a delusional homosexual. I've seen it. Oh, because Glee's for straight people. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> Glee is for straight people, and Sister Act is only for Mormons. Do you remember when everyone started rewatching Glee this year? I do not remember that, but I do see the Turkey Lurkey Time Sarah Jessica Parker Shangela video. It's Turkey Lurkey Time. time. (laughs) (laughs) What fucking fever dream was Glee? Yo. Okay, wait. Ryan Murphy. Season one. No, Ryan Murphy, a whole thing. Well, first of all, Ryan Murphy, Nip Tuck. Oh, Mario Lopez. Have I ever talked about it on the top? His butt. Mario Lopez? Yeah. His butt? Yeah, he was like... Fully nude, except for Dick, on Nip Tuck. Well, thank you for that. I jerked off to that so many times in high school. I I, I, I jerked off to Nip Tuck a lot. And oh. I remember I got into <laughs> Nip Tuck because somebody for my... I was young. I was maybe 13 or 14. And somebody had given me, as a gift, a gift card to this... Um, to the store that... <laughs> like, like an HMV kind of uh, Barnes and Nobles that just they just okay. sold DVDs and CDs and stuff. And I saw Nip Tuck and I looked at the cover and I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." And I asked, my mom was there with me, of course. And I said, "Is this good?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, I've seen a couple episodes." So I bought it, and my ass was literally like fourteen. So that's when I started watching Nip Tuck season one. Um. The killer. No, that was season three. I know. I'm just speaking. I my collective knowledge of Nip Tuck is close to nothing. I'm just thinking of all the things I can recall from that show. Mario Lopez. Mario Joan Lopez. Rivers. Mario Lopez. <laughs> I just remember a storyline. Mario where, like, Lopez. Somebody had a face cream that was made of cum. Oh. Like. One of their assistants was a was a lesbian, and then she made a cream that was made of cum, and then there was a killer, and then um, the phoenix from X-Men was actually transsexual, and she was not the killer. Mario Lopez. And Mario Lopez. I can't believe that Ryan Murphy has an esteemed career in TV. Who let this happen? No, but no, you see, it's different. He has an esteemed... He has an esteemed career in Hollywood. He has an esteemed career in faggots. A lot of faggots. And I'm just waiting for the day that Ryan Murphy gets exposed for the underage children's parties. Because I know he's up next. I just know he's up next. I hope not. Are you fucking kidding me? I I kind of do like him. I love What do you mean you hope not? You want American Horror Story season 15? No, no. I was not going to say that. Shut up. I was going to say I like the normal heart adaptation, which he did not write. And I like um, The American People versus O.J. Simpson. I like all the stuff he directs but doesn't write. 
Did he even direct O.J. Simpson? Yes, a lot of it, girl. Hello? Oh, well, Marcia, I thought Marcia, he Marcia. produced that. One of the best episodes Marcia, of Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. Marcia, Marcia. Oh, <laughs> oh, wow, shocking. Sarah Paulson goes from curly hair to dumbass curly hair. Give her an Emmy. Okay, Sarah Paulson Fuck is overrated. Off. Overrated. Overrated. But she ate that role. Oh, she did eat that role. She also ate an 80-year-old woman's cunt. But Good that's for- another... <laughs> Dykes love that shit. I'm happy for her. I love nothing more than, like, an uppity lesbian who has what she wants. An 80-year-old woman's pussy. Period. Okay, um, speaking of TV, after... You and I could not stop saying the silent of the lambs. I fully the went. The silent of the, the lambs. The silent of the lambs. I watched the first season of Selling Shit Set, and I love oh, it. Oh, isn't it amazing? Oh, it's so good. It's like the pinnacle of reality TV because it's, it's... not reality TV anymore. But that's exactly why it's I love perfect. it. It's like, perfect. It's so good. It knows it's supposed to be a reality TV but it's working with, like, the algorithm of what Netflix would want you to like. Yes. So it plays with, like, oh, it's totally fake, but also it's, wink, wink, reality. Yeah. Um, I think that it's completely in spite of the cast, who not a single one of them has any charisma. Even the bitch villain, what's her name, Christine? Christine. She's the only one who, like, understands that she's on a reality TV show, and so she's hamming oh, yes. it up. Um, yes. I love her. Icon. And, and and you're behind. So if you get a little bit further, then you totally see, it, like, it exposes even more of itself. Mm-hmm. So, it, and it exposes, especially Christine, like, like you said, you totally nailed her. She, she knows exactly what show she's on. Yeah. She knows exactly what she's doing. And, and she and, sells it the whole time. And everybody else is, like, trying to play nice. Or like a Chriselle, is that her name? Oh, Chriselle. Oh, but but I like her, and I I know that she goes through shit later, like in her yeah. actual life. So I don't have like yeah. bad things to say about her. She really is like the lamb being led to the slaughter by this Netflix corporate monstrosity. <laughs> She's on Dancing. Actually, she lost Dancing oh, with the Stars. Michelle Visage. Oh. <laughs> People were so happy. Oh, Michelle Visage brought Vogue to the Dancing with the Stars stage. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Um, Strictly Dancing. That's oh, the UK version. Oh, I, I hate that she loves the UK. What is that about? And she makes it such a big part of her personality. It's so I love bizarre. the UK. <laughs> what the fuck? Who does that? I, I remember watching like clips of her on uh, Celebrity Big Brother with um, Perez Hilton. And she would just always be like, Perez, you don't understand the British public like I do. I've been working here for 15 years. Michelle. And in the meantime, she was best friends with fucking Katie. No, what's her name? The racist cunt. It's not Katie. Katie Hopkins. Hopkins, Yeah. Katie Katie Hopkins. She was best friends with Katie Hopkins that whole season, knowing what Katie Hopkins was all about. Given Katie Hopkins at the time was not the fully right-wing nut that she is now, but she was still a wrong-wing nut but somehow. she was really nutso on that show, too. Both of them. Everyone, yeah. That whole season is nutso. I love it. Are you? Who, who are you going to mistake on Big Brother be this quiet. week? Be quiet. You be quiet, you. Uh, I have one <laughs> other thing to say about Selling Sunset. It's that 
this show is turning me into like a violent radical because I cannot stop thinking about like committing some radical act of violence while I watch it. Like I want to like stand in front of that fucking French Ken doll and like cut For my. Me. <laughs> I want to literally cut my tongue off with like a pair of scissors in front of him and like traumatize him. And forever change the course of his exactly. life. Exactly. <laughs> I, well, I really want to do something. Like, what is wrong with these people? I think that, like, there's – it's, like, the, the reality show villain. We have Christine. It's the innocent, weird women who are just, like, stuck in this hell reality. And then it's the foreigners that they parade around, like, little monkey clowns. <laughs> but you know what, what – you said that Romain looks like a, a Ken doll, right? I mean, something thing, like that. The, the weird thing that I see about Romain is the same thing that I see about Drake, because I guess I have a fetish or something. I just always, like, check out people's body hair, and I'm always disgusted that Romain, like, shaves his arm hair just like Drake does. And it's so obvious, especially if you watch it on, like, an HD TV. Mm-hmm. You can just see, like, the stubble on his arm hair, Ooh. and that bothers me so much. Much more than his face. I literally have arm hair stubble right now because I um, shave my arms well, you're for drag. Queen. Yeah, so. But it's really funny, like, when I'm at, like, work or something, I'm just like, I wonder if people are noticing this. They must think I'm very bizarre. <laughs> well, you know, he's a... You're an American. That's how Americans do it. Uh, um, Can we just talk about the washing machine in the background? Oh, she's a diva. She's a queen. Yeah. Um, what about <laughs> Davina? Um, I am not decided yet because I she kind of has like an anti presence on the first season where she just like instigates that really stupid drama that runs the whole season and like just like sits there and is kind of a bitch and i don't like her but uh i kind yeah, of like a shit so you're missing out a lot so maybe it'll get there we'll see yeah we, she well i won't say anything yeah don't, don't did you, you get to did you get to christine's engagement party yet uh no because I only okay. watched the first episode of season two tonight. Okay, I don't remember where that is. Um, it might. Oh, also, it, it might be that because Christine is wearing that like really stupid aunt, like Amanda Lepore dress with the fucking boa. In the trailer. No, in the in the in the episode. Oh, uh, I, I don't. She remember. looks like a a fucking AV girl. Like she literally looks like a <laughs> fucking Brazzers model. What is wrong with her? Good for her. Queen. How Japanese of you to call porn AV? Well, it's because um, if I say, like, porno, if I, like, say it, like, with a in katakana or whatever. What now? Okay, because you have, in Japanese, there are, there's always a vowel sound next to the consonant. So you have to say, instead of porn, you say porno. So, but if you say that, no one knows what you're talking about. So you have to say AV, AV. So it's, like, stuck to my brain. Which would be adult video? Yeah. Okay. Um, Speaking of adult video. Okay, where is this going? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What adult videos have you been watching this week? Uh, I have not jerked off in about days because I live in an aquarium, in a sea aquarium. Oh. And by that I mean that my bedroom has, uh, the doors are windowed, so. Oh. I'm literally a seal. It's like transparent. Yeah. Oh, 
girl. Uh, <laughs> Hot in Italy. And... <laughs> <laughs> um, do you listen to disco? Kylie M- McMorg's disco. Yeah, I listen to Kylie McMorg's disco. Uh, um, I don't have a fun pun for disco. I'm gonna call it dis. Dis. Kylie McMorg's dis. Dis. <laughs> I think it's so, so utterly unimportant, uninteresting, unadventurous, unanything. It just is music. It's really weird. I agree. And... About, like, the earlier pun we made on her name, I honestly literally have nothing against her at all. I have like, Golden against her. I liked Golden. I mean, it, was, it wasn't it was great. The face but... I just made at my microphone, I fully rolled my eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't mind it. I mean, I was also, that was my cocaine days. So, dancing, Kylie Minogue, a little bit of glitter, I'm good. Um, I have never been huge on her, but she's, like, never really been, like, a presence. I mean, there's the hits. Like, there's the hits. But... The one hit? (laughs) What is it called again? Exactly. I literally... I know what it sounds like. I hear the... La, 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 la. But what is the name? Uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Okay, that's that's the hit. And then there's that one song that they play at gay clubs all the time. Get from, out of my way. I don't know how it goes. No, it's it's like more recent, and the video has queers in it. Some cocksuckers. <laughs> I'm running out of gay slurs. Some fairies. Some pansies. <laughs> limp wrists? Yeah, some limp wrists. Uh, I, I can hear it in my head, because they literally play at the club all the time, but I can't remember. Come on, karaoke. Yeah, come on, karaoke. <laughs> Oh, and I like um that song that they used on Drag Race. I was gonna cancel. I hate that song. What? It's I cute. hate that song. It's cute. <sighs> well, anyway, Miss Make Australia Great Again. I'm not... I really am neither here nor there about her. She is merely a pop star that exists, and I don't feel any urgency to have like some pressing take about her. I, I... do not think she's that important. But that's the thing. I don't have takes... On her, I just have takes on how brave her for her some stands reason, are. Her, her stands, stands are—they're nasty. Like, okay, but I will understand Lady Gaga fans attacking Madonna because there's clearly has been some type of feud yeah, there. Of course, like Madonna but, and Gaga were tense. Like I get the friction, but it was like some love-hate relationship that's been tight and wound for about a decade but kylie minogue is probably outside of britney it's the only person that madonna for decades has been praising constantly as in like i fucking love her and i don't understand why kylie stands like every time kylie has some sort of success it's like against madonna for some reason or something and it's mm-hmm. like, why is she, like, it's, okay, I'm going to say this, and it's shade, but <clears throat> it's true. Comparing Kylie to Madonna, it's like comparing Carly, Larry, Carly Rae Jepsen to Beyonce. Yeah. No. You're completely like, right. Am I wrong? Come on. I, I mean, I just don't, 
see any way that Kylie Minogue has had any substantial presence in pop culture in any degree that Madonna has. Like, maybe in Australia, but, like, no one lives there. It's, like, four kangaroos and, like, two people (laughs) in, like, what, Sydney and, like, one person in Perth and then my friend Conrad Bjork and then nobody else. Let's not drag Australia into this. It's not their fault that she's from there. I don't fucking care about the kangaroo nation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but seriously, I... I'm Crocodile Dundee land. Oh, wait, was Steve Irwin from there? Oh, he's dead now. He's he's dead. And now his uh, daughter, Bindi, runs the show. Go, Bindi, go. (laughs) Go, Bindi, go. (laughs) Bindi Irwin. Go, Bindi. her brother's a fag, though. I think it's oh, Simon I, Jimmy I, Fallon yeah. a couple of years ago. He's a fag. Limpress and all. I don't care if you shove your your hand inside a crocodile's mouth. You're a fag, baby. Oh, anyone can do that. I mean, some of the gay sex acts I've like committed, like, I'm capable of anything. A crocodile means shit to me. So, yeah, speaking of gays, I think I've cracked a code, and it's that the only people who are bothered enough to genuinely stan Kylie Minogue at this point are almost all above the age of 45 and are husbandless homosexual men. You see, I have to disagree with that. Okay. Because most of the people that I've seen on Twitter, um, well, actually, it's a twofold answer. Okay. Because bracket number one, Kyla Minogue and Little Mix are fighting for the UK number one. And apparently oh, that's yeah. a whole thing. So a lot of the people that I've seen attacking Little Mix are legit the like 40, 50 year old stands like that do not know how to use social media at all. And you just see them under every Little Mix post being like, you fucking cunt. And like, uh-huh. no, that's not that's not how it works. But. On a broader scale, just overall, it's been a lot of people our age, like uh, yes, if not younger too. I think I think and, you are right, actually. Yeah, I take it back. I was being reactionary. God forgive me. <laughs> no, I think you're right to a to a certain degree. You were totally right. I guess that's what but I'm just... more exposed to because I've been kind of like cutting out the stands off my Twitter account because uh, it's been getting on my nerves lately to see. The Rina Sawayama faggots just like prattling away all day. Oh, I am. <laughs> uh, we'll leave it at that. We can get into it another day. But yeah. um, but anyway, I... <laughs> <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Um, I Shit. think <laughs> I think she's pretty. She's gorgeous, and Madonna loves her, so I love her too. I I love <laughs> her. I love her. I think she's fine. I like Kylie as a person. I love her. I just don't understand why her fans get so brave. And it's not actually about that. It's why they get so brave against Madonna. Madonna, Like, Madonna specifically has had nothing against her for decades. She's outspoken her love for her for decades, saying she wanted to collaborate. She'd love to just do anything. She loves her. So for, for people to pit them against each other, I don't understand. Okay, and listen, I, I understand and sympathize with nasty stands because it's fun. But if you're going to do it, you have to back it up with someone who is either artistic enough or successful enough or important enough that you're not just flapping your wrists on 
your keyboard for no reason. Between popper hits. <laughs> I will not shame poppers gays. I think poppers are one of the best inventions of the 21st century. But No, um, that was cocaine. Poppers, I don't understand. What? Poppers what? are fun. I've never done poppers. Oh, but if you did them, you'd get it. But I like cocaine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, do you do lines before taking a man inside of your body? I'm a virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I believe it. Okay, confirmed. David is a virgin. (laughs) Everybody, listen. (laughs) I'm tight. I'm a virgin. And I love Kyla McMorg. Uh, yeah, I mean, Disco is a really unremarkable album. I think it is listenable. It just is so airy and weightless. I don't know. It just left no impact on me at all. I, Even the the Ariana Grande album, like, let me have some nothing. more memorable moments. And that's saying Positions, me, I album positions. blew away. I, I don't remember a single Kylie song. But um, on top of that, it's the fact that people are fat. I mean, not people, fags. They're not people. Um, are brave enough to call this like album of the year in a no. year where in the in the in the dance disco revival Moment. genre, yeah. like Jessie Ware is that her name came out with like an a amazing great, a great record. record, yeah. And, and I shouldn't do Aliva say... all the time, but Future Nostalgia is way more interesting than this is. Um. Well, I wouldn't. Get, I. I mean, I think Future Nostalgia is a great record, but it's more like disco. It's more pop oriented. So if you're gonna give it to an like a a bigger, better album, I would go for something that's more focused and specific. And oh no, I would Jesse pick Jesse Ware for sure out of yeah. all of these albums. And that also, came out this what's year, but... um what's her name? I don't I, I don't want to say her name wrong because I don't know how to say her name. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know how to say her name either. Okay, uh, what's her album called? I don't remember. Um, Murphy, Jane, Miss Murphy, Jane, <laughs> Miss Murphy. Miss Murphy, you had a great album. I cannot pronounce your first name, but you had a great album, baby. Yeah, it was good. I don't think that any of those albums are the record of the year to me. And we're running out of time, so I'm pretty sure my choice is, like, locked in at this point. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, usually quarter four is when all the big releases come out, but I think this is pretty much it. Yeah, it was a... I don't know. Overall, it's a pretty uneventful year for music. Yeah, we got what did we get? We well, got Chromatica. Actually, isn't Lana what we got Chromatica? It was fine. We still have time for Lanta and for Drake. Exactly. I think Lanta's probably coming out with something. Drake, I don't care. Unless you oh, come on. Or something. Everyone wants to pretend that they're above Drake, but I'm going to call them out in that Drake puts out music. For the ages. I fucking love when his music comes on on the radio or at the club. It changes my world every single time. And it's mostly because I get to have the fantasy of his dick in my mouth every time I hear him. Like, <laughs> just his singing about nothing. His big toe in my mouth, maybe. Um, I think his new I, album was supposed to be called, like, Secret Lover Boy or, like, something like that. 
<laughs> wow. That's but, oh my god. Coming out record. Oh, oh, I forgot he has a child. I I literally delete it from my mind every time I remember. I refuse to acknowledge that fucking baby. I love Drake. I just wish he would not wax or like shave his armpits because there's like it's so obvious and it's so cringe. Like it's very faggy. Man, my gay ass voice telling somebody to be a man, but there it is. Well, I think gay men know men for men. Like gay men understand men better than anyone else in the world, and I can understand that Drake is barely passing the level. He just happens to be very naturally beautiful. He is. That face. I dream of it. I had a Drake pillow in college. Um, um, did we talk about Madonna being back in the studio? No, we didn't. Well, there we go. She's back. With who was that man? Uh, I was going to say GPXO, but that's... <laughs> that's Azealia Banks? That's Azealia. <laughs> I think it's Cash XO. Um, he's... I think that's it. Don't he's, know him. Um, he's the weekend's manager. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, and right now, One O Tricks Point Never has been doing a lot of stuff with the weekend. Are we gonna get Madonna X One O Tricks Point Never? Yes, we are. I think she's probably there just because of her boyfriend, and she pulled some strings. That's what I'm thinking. Cause she's on the sofa. They didn't take a picture of them, like. On the mix or It anything. doesn't seem to me like she's doing something for, like, a new album or something. It's, yeah. Maybe she was doing a feature. Maybe she was just watching other people. So my dream is one of the weekend's um, managers on, on his roster. She's maybe, that's my dream, re-recording one of her hooks or one of her choruses for uh, somebody to use. Mm-hmm. But what I feel in my heart is true is that she pulled some string and for her boyfriend's mixtape or album and they're mixing it or giving him the finishing touches and she's just there watching. I don't want to hear that. You know it's true though, isn't it? I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear the album. I don't want that. Uh... I don't want that. There's no way it could possibly be good under any circumstances. Uh, it could be. And then what if he is good? And then yeah, okay. When it comes out man. and I'm right, we can talk about it then. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can choose to be the optimist, but I can see the future. I can see into the future. What if life was just a dream? Is that the lyric? Isn't it crazy that Biden won the presidency? That's insane. <laughs> Shut the fuck. I hate you. <laughs> he won, though. I guess. I'm suspicious. Um, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that the voting was like majorly rigged or something, but I smell something. I don't trust this. Mmm. Smells like ass. It smells like my couch after, like, my seven-day masturbation <laughs> session. <laughs> oh, did, did you ever... No, never mind. I was going to get into Krusty Cum Pants, but we should not. 
No, um, we should definitely What we not. should do, since it's been about a half hour, should we take a break and come back? <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. I want to smoke. Yeah, same. Um, okay, well, off we go for cigarettes. Uh, Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, we're back. We're back. Those um, pictures of Madonna in the studio, her face is looking fucked up. It's like that Time Magazine cover all over again. And her hands. But let's not get into that too much. Um, I never know what this girl is thinking with her surgeons. No, wh- what scares me is that in her candids and stuff like that, she always looks like shit. And I had the same fear when Metamax was about to come out, when, like, mm-hmm. when she was teasing it. And then when Metamax came out, she looked amazing throughout the whole era. So, like, she knows how to pull it together, but she just scare us a little in between. Yeah, because if she doesn't, like, have, like, the look going with her face, it can uh, look a little frightening. I mean, the the wine socks were a bit... That that picture was a bit much. She looked fine, though. I mean, yeah, but there, there's this whole conversation about how Madonna doesn't know how to curate her social oh, media yeah. image too well. And I will say to that, like people, uh, I've seen a lot of people, especially since last year when Metamax came out and the whole era started again, because I feel like the Madonna conversation had been dormant for years until MX was supposed to come out. Yeah. And then the conversation started becoming about, oh, she doesn't know what to do with social media. She's a mess, blah, blah, blah. She's, especially this comment, she's weird. And if you know Madonna, she's always been weird. Always, she's yeah. She's always been weird. Her but for like 30 years of her career, there was no social media to like make that a constant physical reminder. But that's the thing. But it's not like it wasn't her. I mean, most of her appearances that are now considered iconic are weird as fuck. Her yeah. Letterman, that is fucking weird. Yep. And just very weird. I mean, she posted uh, like or MTV, and then she reposted uh, like a bunch of interviews that she'd done over the years, and she's always been quirky and tongue in cheek and super fucking weird. And yes, of course, now social media puts it into perspective and blasts it in your face, and it lives there forever. And she could avoid the Rick and Morty memes, but she has always been weird. Yeah, and. For her to have, because people compare her to Mariah, and especially now, like we were saying before, people compare her to Kylie and what they're doing on social mm-hmm. media. And for Madonna to actually have a curated social media, would that be good for the locals? No, of I don't course. want. It. I, I don't want. But it. would that be true to Madonna? Absolutely not. Because yeah, Madonna's I don't want always it. been of the moment, in the moment, messy and weird. Yeah. That's who Madonna is. Well, and I mean, you have to put it into perspective. It's like, why to, psycho, to psychoanalyze Madonna? It's like, you have to put into perspective, like, well, why would she be weird? Um, and I mean, you look at her career beginnings when she uh, w- did self-titled, and she was really aggressive a lot in her interviews and was very insistent on her being the driving artistic force behind her image and making her decisions mm-hmm. for 
her looks and for what she wanted her videos to look like and what her she wanted her music to sound like. And she had to scramble up, like, of her own accord in order to become, the, like, the woman that she did. And then from doing that, she became quite literally one of the most famous human beings to have ever lived. So, I mean, that's going to do something to your interaction with the public sphere. I, I totally agree. And that's, I feel exactly the same because especially to bring it back to what we were saying before, the comparisons with Kylie Minogue and people are saying, this is one of the things I saw. Uh, It was a tweet, something saying, oh, Kylie makes music for people. As in, she wants to please an audience, a.k.a. her fans or whatever. Why would that ever be a good thing? No, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or something, but the, the framework of the tweet was somehow that Madonna making music for the for her own ego, as in being an basically being an artist, as in like I want to express myself, was framed in a bad way, and it it immediately my mind went to David Bowie's last record, which yeah, was basically Star. all about I'm dying, and this is a record about me dying, yeah, and this is about me, I'm fucking dying, like but no, but seriously, so, you're, you're right because the the. Best artists are the ones who engage with their ego and put on a performance in their like in their music and interact with their sense of self in a way that's dramatic and critical and overstated. Like any great artist is one who puts their ego in their music, like David Bowie, who has been doing that since he started his career. Spill. Madonna. Oh, I we we will get into David Bowie one day because I love him um i love him and if you're a madonna fan you have to love david bowie because you do. david bowie's is madonna's greatest inspiration outside of debbie harry yes and grace and jones those are her, those are her idols and, and you know, they've david never bowie been about star, making but... music to please other people yes they've yes, always yes. been about making music i guess for the ego it seems but have they ever been criticized for it no so because Madonna's been... This is the thing for me. Madonna, because of her career, has been framed as a pop star. Which right. she is, and she has been, or she was, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at this point in time, Madonna is not just a pop star. She is an artist. Yeah. And she is allowed to be fucking egomaniac and she's allowed to make the music she wants to do and she's allowed to treat her fans like shit and she's allowed to do whatever the fuck she wants Mm -hmm. because she's not a pop artist she's not a pop musician sure she might chase the charts or whatever the fuck but she's beyond that she can be an artist who makes pop music without being you know, only exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And this goes back to the conversation we had a couple episodes ago about her music being super weird. Mm-hmm. That's because she is weird and she's eclectic and she just does whatever <laughs> the fuck she wants to do. Yeah. And to frame her work into her feeding her own ego in a negative way is so, pun intended, reductive. Reductive. I. But the fact of the matter is, is that I really don't care for musicians who are only making music to satisfy a goal or to appeal to a group of people. 
I think it's uninteresting. I really hate when I can't like detect someone's like soul or perspective in their music. And I'm not saying that they can't make it. Like by all means, like go out, like give me something to like shake my skinny little ass to at the club. Like <laughs> by all means, like go do that. Bar for me. queen. But, bar queen. Bar queen. Bar queen. Bar queen. Ugh. But, like, seriously, like, you know, you look at Mariah, too, and all of her, you know, best regarded music is the stuff that is most engaged with her image. You know, it's the stuff that's, like, more from her soul and about her. I have to disagree about Mariah. Well, I agree with the sentiment. I would have to disagree with the music because I think it's... She, she, like Madonna, they get pitted against each other a lot. And for some reason, too much, because they could not be any more different musically. No. But Mariah's also an artist. Yeah, yeah, she is. And that's why, the, when she, no, that's what I'm saying, is that she has made a lot of, like, commercial records, but her albums that are the best are the ones that are, like, more from her point of view. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, I misunderstood. Because, like, uh, you know, I Am Mariah, I think, is extremely underrated and is a really, like, personal, like, tragic little album that's also a lot of fun. Or, like, Butterfly, you know? I don't think Butterfly's underrated. I think that's one well, I'm not the... saying it's underrated. I'm just saying okay. it's, you know, it's... Girl, put the fucking 44% alcohol down and hear me. <laughs> you mean 54? 54? <laughs> 54, baby. Girl, I am gone. I am flying. <laughs> the hand sanitizer. Girl, I, I've i gone four days sober. And I drank so much between our last podcast, which we recorded a, exactly a week ago on a Thursday. I did not stop drinking until the Sunday. And on Sunday, I was trying to, like, clench my hands. And they felt so bloated. And now I kind of got... I got them down to a because I've been four days sober. Uh Uh-huh. So they've been feeling normal. And after this 54% alcohol, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I'm about to go on a bender. This is this is the start because um, I have to go to work tomorrow. But then I'm going to the bar in drag tomorrow. And um, I have never been at that bar one time without getting like significantly drunk. And then the night after that, I'm going to like karaoke and like going to the standing bar and stuff so i'm going to be wasted until sunday with the exception of like the next 12 hours basically Ugh, i missed that Ugh. yeah i mean japan has a down girl like i don't have to think about covid that much like i have to like wear a mask and like be cognizant of other people's presence but like um like they were freaking out because there was like a total of like 200 new cases the other day and i laughed i pointed and i laughed yeah, but it was just in, it was like the whole country. Oh, oh, I thought in the city. Fuck no, you. No, girl. No, not that, please. But, well, actually, what I'm not, I'm not mad about you going out to the club. I don't really miss the club because. Oh, I don't for go to the years, club. No, but, for, oh, sorry. The, the, club. the bar. I go to the, the bar. The bar. The <laughs> bar. Bar because queen. As you're seeing live right now on the pod, I don't mind getting drunk by myself or I don't mind getting drunk with my housemates. It's just my housemates have a thing about getting drunk at home for some reason. It doesn't make them feel like they're having so much fun. And I'm like, I'll get drunk anywhere and have fun. I don't care if actually I have more fun if I'm getting drunk at home and I can just be like, I love drinking at home. 
hello. Thank hello. you. It's so fun. I mean, um, I love to have like a little home party with like four people and you just get like a ton. Yes. Of, uh, so much you alcohol. You just get a couple lines. So well, more like four or five grams over the course <laughs> of the night where you order a couple times. God, I miss cocaine, Zach. I miss cocaine so much. I haven't done a serious drug in so long. I took a hit because my roommates, they smoke weed all the time. I had gone through a period in my super early 20s, like 19 to 21, where I would smoke from the moment I woke up to the moment I go to sleep. And I don't know what the fuck I smoked, but I just I just kept smoking and I'd function. Now that it's been <clears throat> years, I cannot like I took a puff. And I just, we put on a movie and I was just staring at the movie the whole time. People kept talking and I just keep staring at the movie, hoping nobody would look at me because my eyes got purple. I was a mess and I just miss cocaine. I just miss cocaine. I want a fucking upper. Exactly. I want, I I want, want upper. I don't need to calm down. I don't need to calm down, Taylor. Oh my. I just want cocaine. Marijuana That's what the is fags for the bourgeoisie. Weed is for the bourgeoisie. It's for people who are so, like, stressed out from their, like, corporate media jobs. And, like, I just need to take the edge off. Like, no, I need to amp it up. Let's pump it up. Let's pump it up. <laughs> uh, let me do some I'm So Popular promo. I'm about to shit on Luna for an hour and a half on Sunday. I cannot wait. Oh, God. Who are you interviewing on I'm So Popular? A Luna stan. Um... He's like a guy in Australia. His name is Eli. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be good. I I have been preparing for this. I re-listened to every single Luna EP, and I am ready to take those bitches down. Women's I business know... is over. <laughs> I know nothing about Luna except the memes. Let's pump it the, up and the new song. <laughs> and let's pump it up. Mario <laughs> Lopez. <laughs> Mario Lopez's ass. I just started thinking That's about what it we again. There's like a like a 15 minute sequence of him just like describing his body, erotica, romance. Did you, Did you ever know oh. <laughs> how depression could cause memory loss? <laughs> <laughs> Did a shrimp fry this rice? Oh, shake! Oh my god, the... whatever happened to him? What's his name? Shake the dice. It's Santino. <laughs> Shake the dice at Santino Rice. Uh, and he's the, selling and the what vegan douches seven. now? What's he doing? I don't. Oh, he's a he's a MAGA girl now. No. Oh yeah. Wait, no. I think no, not Santino. I think we're talking no, Santino about Santino uh, is a MAGA girl now. What, hey, what about you? Need to RuPaul's check those producer. subreddits. You allegedly mod more. Stop. I'm so thankful nobody listens to this podcast that only a couple people are like, David, on my DMs are like, David, do you moderate a, sub, a drag race pot, a subreddit? Um, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to literally put this episode up. I'm going to submit it to RPDR Drama, and I'm going to I'm gonna call you out. I'm going to say podcast I do not moderate host. RPDR Drama. I don't know where you, that came from. You, no, you moderate the main sub. I do not moderate the main sub. What? What? Which one do you do? Cringe. Drag Race. Drag Race Thailand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have I have nothing evil to say about that. Nothing but love to those girls. What? What, what was that? I was Sound, clapping my hands together, like little... screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Drag Race Canada? Uh, 
I think two episodes. I watched two episodes and I could not. Same, same. I was like, no, and I, I that fucking man Jeffrey, hearing him do his RuPaul impression makes me want to eat a fucking revolver. And his wiki feet ain't all that either. Uh, no doubt. Also, I well, don't like Brooklyn Heights. Well, I don't care about Brooklyn Heights. I just cared about Jeffrey. But then didn't he get run off of Twitter because he said something transphobic or something? No, he got ran off of Twitter for Drag Race. And I think someone unearthed like an ancient tweet or something. Oh, okay. In any case, that show stinks. <laughs> Unless... <laughs> But hey it's on you. Drag Race Thailand, so you guys should all watch Drag, drag Race, Race Thailand. Thailand season two is top five Drag Race seasons ever. I, I was in the audience for season two of Drag Race Thailand. Oh my god. Of I was at the you finale. You're in the last in the episode finale. of Drag Race Thailand. I was at the finale because Jeannie, hi Jeannie, gave me tickets. There's no way Jeannie is listening to this. I'm going to PM her. <laughs> Actually, no, because, well. Oh, she's going to hear about my my dirty jerk-off couch. Is that what she's going to hear? <laughs> Jane? Wait, Jane? Jane? Okay, wait. Yeah, so anyway, I'll be back at the bar tomorrow night, which means I'm going to be drunk, and I'm very happy to be drinking. Um, I've been just seeing all these tweets lately, though, about how... Everyone just can't wait to go listen to Disco and Jesse Ware at the Top 40 Club. Like, what? Where That's... do these girls go? Exactly. Like, what clubs do you go to that plays Top 40 music? Not that I'm saying that Jesse Ware is, like, Top 40, but you know what I mean. <laughs> she certainly is not. Well, she's certainly not. Even though, like, album of the year for me. Or close to it. Mm-hmm. But... If you go to a club that plays, like, quote-unquote mainstream music, what fucking club are you going to? Let me tell you about that club. That club is going to be one that's charging you, like, eight bucks for some watered-down, like, Shirley Temple cocktail. Um, There's going to be 15 people there. It's going to look cheap and not in a cute way. And uh, lots of, like, red neon and a DJ with no hair who looks so bored. Because they they're gonna they're gonna charge you for watered down drinks because they know if you go to that type of club, all they're gonna be doing is cocaine and sucking dick in the bathroom. Is nobody's gonna buy drinks? No way. Yeah. My ideal and... club is um either like a really like nasty like it's two basement floors down like basically like BDSM adjacent sex club like that kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Or I want, like, that really stupid, bougie experience with, like, aerial performers and, like, EDM or hip-hop. and Wow, th- those are <laughs> divergent. <laughs> it's I want extremes, you know? I don't want but anything in the middle. I, 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 I totally agree with you because I feel like um, if you're... I used to go to those those top 40 clubs or whatever those nights in when I was living in London because they're fun and all. But as you grow up, there's no club playing that shit. Like, not that top 40 shit. And people make fun of the Blessed Madonna. She's become, like, this huge meme. But really, that's what clubs are like. Like, the real fucking clubs. Yeah. 
And, like, she's become a meme to 15-year-old Stan Twitter, but, like, that's what fucking DJs do. <laughs> also, the video of her when she's, like, slamming on her board or whatever, and they, like, edit that, that's, like, not even real. It's, like, an edited clip. But even if it was real, that's pretty much what happens. Well, and honestly, so... if that was real, it would have been a sleigh. It would have been a fucking sleigh. I would have eaten and... that up at the club. Yeah, I, I get so tired of defending her. I think I, I'm glad that people got around to her. And this whole conversation has been pretty evident in the reception to Club Future Nostalgia, mm-hmm. which wasn't even that out there at all. Like, some of the remixes were kind of shit, in my opinion. Some of the remixes were fucking fierce. Levitating to me is amazing, but whatever, Madonna or not, it's just my opinion. But the reception, even before, like, okay, okay, reframe, even just a decade ago, when most pop stars, if you release a single, it meant it was a remix single, so the remixes would follow. Yeah. Now, that doesn't happen anymore. The single comes out um, as a new release, and then maybe a couple remixes follow the drop. And then you see Stan Twitter getting mad about it. Like, oh, remixes again or whatever. And it's so funny to me how that's how just the whole thing has changed. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I mean, it's evident that most of the people who are on Twitter and like think that they have like a role in, you know, culturally critiquing pop music. As do we. Sorry, I just burped like five times consecutively. Oh, I didn't hear it, but good for you. I was very subtle about it. I like turned my face in the camera and like did it in my mouth. Oh no, I want... Oh, you did it in your mouth? Oh yeah, mm, yummy. <laughs> that yummy, yummy. Um, what was yummy, I saying? Yummy. Oh yeah, all these teenagers have never fucking been to an actual club before. Exactly. If you were under 21 and are commenting on pop music... Uh, you just don't have the full picture. But also, I feel like all the people that are saying, oh, I can't wait to hear disco at the club, what you really mean is that you can't wait to hear disco at the gay bar. Yeah, because at the gay bar, that's fine. Yeah, and I I think, I don't know. I can't imagine you being a bar queen, but I think there's a difference between, like, the bar and the club and I was raised in, like, a club culture, not the bar culture. And I'm not putting my... Uh, Jane, Jane. No, 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 you're, you're, you're right. I don't want to have this conversation, but, yeah, like... No, I, but I'm I mean, not fam- it, like... The club culture and the bar culture is totally different. And I just think that a lot of these teenagers, like, raised on Twitter who, uh, like, have, like, the most basic difficulties as much as, like, making an order at McDonald's. Like, how are they going to survive a club? No, but you see, to me, it's not just the it's not just the teenagers because I see a lot of grown men on my feed talking about the club, where clearly they mean the bar. But that's just very deeply sad. Yeah, that's very sad. Yeah, someone imagine doing cocaine at a bar. No, I mean, no cocaine anywhere, even on my grandma's deathbed, but. No, no. I mean, I have, you know, at like 3 p.m. on a Tuesday. It has happened. Oh, I'll do cocaine. And you you say I've got a baggie 
and I'll you turn create the situation, out. and all of a sudden it's Saturday night at three a.m. any day of the week, any hour. Oh, daylight savings time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's nine p.m. at five p.m. Oh, it's a party for me. <laughs> Most of these people who are saying they're like, I can't wait to hear disco at the at the club when COVID's over. Um, if these people saw someone doing a line of coke in the bathroom, they would panic. <laughs> What you're saying is that you want to get AIDS at 5 p.m. in a bar. Yes. Sounds beautiful to me. What a way to go. What about bug chasers? That's a thing. That's well, that is a thing. Miss Cracker wrote an essay about it. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I I cannot sleep at night thinking about what Miss Cracker has to say. If I don't know what Miss Cracker thinks about everything, I would just simply die. I have to know what she thinks about everything. I will self ex- self implode if I don't know what Cracker has to say. Cracker, Cracker, I feel absolutely crushed right now. Um, I think I I listened to a podcast with her. Um, and I was listening to it for ten minutes. And I was like, why is she famous? Ew! You listen to podcasts? <laughs> Who does that? Only to my own. <laughs> the 20 people that follow us. Do you listen back ever? Well, I have to edit it, so yeah, but that's I mean, outside of that, that's a different experience. Uh, outside of that, no, because it's already traumatic enough as it is recording <laughs> and editing. I ha- also have to listen to it back. Mm-mm-mm. I always edit it, and then I, I release it, and then... For I'm so popular when it comes out on my Wednesday night, I take a shower and then I listen to it as I'm like getting ready for bed. Um, it's always very surreal to like hear like the finished product. <laughs> I listened to it back uh, once, I think a couple episodes ago, because I don't know what the specific conversation was, but I know we said some wrong stuff that I had to edit out. <laughs> and so I had to listen to it back just to make sure I cut everything out that was supposed to come out yeah well i mean thank god i did that for the madonna episode we did because if i hadn't gone back and like re-released it it would have been a disaster let's get canceled 20 minutes of that episode uh burned in the vault and um i in editing it i accidentally like pulled all the audio back so it like clips in places a lot and like skips and i would rather have that up than what we said during that episode Oh, but people ate that episode. That's the whole reason Gangbang exists. Oh, no, like the final product is good, but those uh, vaulted 20 minutes must never be heard. Speaking of Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, speaking of. It's our, our song Madonna of the week. Of the... <laughs> yep. Yay. Girl Hillary's Gone gonna Wild. going to snatch that presidency. <laughs> now, why did you want to do this song? Um, because I didn't prepare anything and I feel like I have enough uh, exposure to the song to have an opinion. <laughs> I wanted to do Hanky Panky because I think it'll be funny. We'll do it in the future. But, um, Girl Gone Wild is my most streamed song from MDNA, even though I do think that Gang Bang and Give Me All Your Lovin' are the best. Agree. But there's this obsession that Girl Gone Wild is that hit single that just went underrated. Oh, it's a it's it's a good song. It's a it's a good time. I, yes, but I also do think even in a different climate, like 
if an other artist had released it at the time, like if a Gaga or a Katy Perry or a Rihanna would have released it, I don't think it would have been the hit that people think it was supposed to be. It, no, I don't think so either. Like, um, it, it, it doesn't. It's a little too dancey. EDM yeah. adjacent to yeah. be a big hit, and that was, I think, before Rihanna did. Um, where have you been all my life, 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 life? No, I, I think it, I think it was after. But no, that, that was still digest. No, I think, I think that song came from Loud. So that was 2010. And Loud was, was like 2010? Yeah. Seriously? Uh-huh. Oh my god, Rihanna was like really ahead of the game. <gasps> yeah, she went full EDM before any of the bitches tried EDM. And then they all followed Gaga, Madonna, even Bay a little bit. Okay, that song was not on Loud. It was definitely on Loud. It was not, I just looked. Oh, was it on the... Talk, talk. That I think it's on Talk That Talk. What a stupid album name. Yeah, but was that not like 2011? Yeah, it was a year after because Rihanna used to do a song, every, an album every yeah. year. So if it was 2011, it still means it came before MDNA, no? I guess so. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, Rihanna was that girl. <laughs> but I don't think even her could have pulled off Girl Gone Wild. It's no. so. It's too... Who produced that again? Oh, God. I don't know. Geta? She worked with somebody. Okay, and Benny Benassi. Benny Benassi. And he's from my hometown. And my mom was actually... Like, Benny Benassi wanted to fuck my mom. Cause, oh. Yeah. But my mom never wanted to fuck him because he's, like, short or something. That's what she always said. So I could have been Benny Benassi's son, but I'm not. And I'm here making a podcast talking about how Benny Benassi produced a song. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, um, I think perhaps things turned out for the better. Uh, Honestly, no, you might have ended up in the exact same situation. If I was Benny Benassi's son, Girl Gone Wild would have been a hit. <laughs> I would have made have it a been? hit. Anyway, let's talk about the video. It should have been. You think so? I think so. I mean, I like the song, um, but I think it's kind of like... It's, it's a little lowbrow for, like, post-2000s Madonna. I mean, Hard Candy is also lowbrow, but that whole record is, like, so polished and professional. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we go into the MDNA era, and this is, it's very much a change in direction. And I still can't quite, like, sort out my feelings for it, even though I know overall I don't like that album as a whole. I agree, but I, I try to reconcile my feelings about it. In the framing of how how is 50, 53-54-year-old Madonna making an EDM album compared to how is a 20-something else, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. peer making an EDM album? And as time goes by, I will not defend MDNA, 
but I will give it its dues in the fact that she did literally work with top tier EDM DJs at the time. And a song like Girl Gone Wild in the Madonna pantheon is not like a Vogue or Frozen <laughs> or, no. you know, at all. But it's a song that could have, should have been a hit. In my opinion, yeah. Because if I you mean, take out the Madonna from it and you just put it, if if people had taken out the Madonna from it and you just blast it on the radio, something that because of ageism nobody would do. But if you just blast it on the radio and people would have listened to it, I have a feeling it could have would have been a hit. Yeah. But it has Madonna's name attached to it, and the video is a gay classic. Come on. Oh, it, it is definitely the heels. Hello. The fags and heels and chains. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the video is definitely a success. Um, And I like the perspective you take on it, which is that, you know, Madonna was at that point in her career. She'd already been successful in pop as like pop had taken so many different shapes. And even though MDNA is like maybe not totally a success, like this song and some of the best moments from it at least like hold a candle to like what was going on you know absolutely and it still has her stamp on it so i definitely don't hate the song and it is on every single one of my workout playlists like (laughs) it is the first song i hear when i start a run every single time i'm heartily sorry for ever forsaken oh yep that's when i'm picking up my jog Mm. you know when Madonna starts a song with a prayer or a monologue, she's it's about to going go off. to be a serve. She's, she's about, about to, to go, go off. off. Ugh. I, I, yeah, I like the song. It's cute. The video's cute. The men in it are pretty cute. It works. Good for her. It's a win. Good, good for her. When are we going to talk about a bad Madonna song? Oh, you want to talk about that Madonna song on yeah. MDNA? I would talk about Masterpiece. I think it's complete shit. Oh, that is, song is rough. Let's talk about Body Shop. <laughs> not not this moment, but like as soon as possible. I mean, Rebel Heart as a whole, I I don't Ooh. I pretended to like because Madame Max hadn't come out yet, but now I can just <laughs> shit on it freely. I remember when uh, Rebel Heart came out and. Um, I literally forced myself to think it was interesting. Like I, I convinced myself. I we talked about it on on your epi- on your podcast on our Madonna episode. Yeah. How I didn't listen to Rebel Heart fully until I found out in two weeks I was going to the Madonna concert and knowing her, I would probably have to learn the album because she plays twenty percent old music and eighty percent the new album. So. So that was my first experience with it. And, oh, boy, did I love it. <clears throat> she loved it. She loves she Body Shop. It. I love Body Shop. She and loves Shop Illuminati. No Shop. Oh, God. Produced by Kanye West. Hey, I'm not here to shit on Kanye West. Oh, I girl, you know I'm not. Hello? I mean, not un- unless we're talking about, I mean, Kanye West, after 2012... We can shit on whatever. I don't care. Uh, but hello, Life of Pablo is great. Oh my god! So Body Shop, that is a, such a shit song. 
Life of Pablo is great. Fuck off. You know what? Do you know who else I want to tell to fuck off? Kylie. Guess. Yes. Fuck you, Kylie. And I have another fuck one. Fuck you, Kylie Minogue. Fuck. <laughs> fuck you, Kylie Minogue. Fuck you, Disco. Fuck you, Disco. Fuck you, fuck Kylie. You, and disco. fuck you, Cher. All fuck these you, Cher. fucking karaoke cunts. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, karaoke cunts. Fuck you, Kylie McMorgan. Fuck your Disco. Fuck you, Cher. Fuck you, Kylie. Fuck you, Cher. And if you're going to act like a bitch, then you're going to die like a bitch. Yay, see you. (laughs) 